Welcome back, everybody, to the JTF Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Tyler. And today, uh, we're going to get into Houston's situation a little bit. What we think, you know, could come for maybe a new head coach. Obviously, a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, well, so what we know, so Bill O'Brien, or well, Texans are 0-4. Uh, and Bill O'Brien lately has made the dumbest, dumbest. Like, Matt Patricia's dumb, but Bill O'Brien's done some really, really dumb things. Yeah. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for an empty six-pack, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't I – don't, I, someone will have to explain it to me if they thought it was good because I don't see how it was at all. Yeah, and, that, that like, terrible. not even – like, not even now. Even when it happened, I was like, why? I don't get it. Other than yeah. the money thing, but even still, like, the, the Cardinals signed him for only a two-year deal. So, I don't know. I don't get why you would do that to begin with. Um, they're on four. They fired him. And they need so, a new GM and uh, head coach. Yeah, because he was they, the two. He was both. I don't know how you make someone both. I would never want one person making all the decisions. They have Romeo Cronell as the coach for now, the head coach for now. And Jack... Easterby, excuse me if I mispronounce that, but he is the general manager for the rest of the season to fill in. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff that led to this. I'm I've been seeing a lot of stuff saying how JJ Watt was very very yeah, frustrated. JJ Watt was giving him, giving him the work, and like JJ Watt's like, dude, that dude could literally like run for mayor of Houston and win it by like hundred percent. Yeah, so, you know, if you're making your superstar, like, that angry, you're doing something wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, especially because they were a playoff team last year. I mean, they could make it, don't get me wrong, but being 0-4, like, that is – that's a hard rut to dig yourself out of. And, I mean, it really does sound like – because based on things I'm seeing, too, uh, a top article that I've been seeing is Romeo Cronell, who's, you know, the coach for the time being, wants a better attitude – and energy for the winless Texans. So, like, I mean, that's like the thing with Matt Patricia, but I'm not to go too much into that. Yeah, Bill O'Brien sounds like a guy who just cannot motivate and is like really brings the team down. And I mean, that might be why, like, they might have quit on him. Yeah, they might have been t- like you have to build a good, like you have to build a fun culture. Like, don't like it's like don't get me wrong, it's a business and all, but like when when it's boiled down, it's a game. You're playing a game. Yep, 100%. you're supposed to have fun, and like, and, and no matter how old you are, like, doing like playing sports is not fun when you have a coach that makes it not fun. Exactly. You may be good, and winning is you know winning can be part of the fun, but like, overall, like, you're not having a good time, and especially when you're losing. Like, at least the winning can make up for it a little bit. You can be like, all right, like. The culture works. It's not my favorite. It doesn't, you know, it's not personally the best fit for me, but, like, we're winning games. It's personally best for the team. But, like, when you're losing and the culture's bad, like, the team quits on you, quite frankly. And there's not much you could, like, I just don't know why you, like, why build, like, building a bad culture is even a thing. Why would you want to demoralize your players that you want to play, like, you want them to play for you? And then, I mean, even especially JJ Watt, who's coming back after being injured, like he is, he was as as motivated as it gets, I'd say, on the Texans. Yeah, and he's he's their like unanimous leader. 
Like, I feel like, you know, J.J. Watt says, like, jump, and everybody's like, you know, like, all right, J.J., like, how high? You want me to jump off, like, this cliff into, like, the water? Like, where, where am I jumping, J.J.? Yeah. Like, that dude is, like, he is the, like, the Houston Texans. And he has been since he's been there. Great dude. Great football player. And, like, that's the one person, if you're going to, like, make it, it's like, you have, you know, like, a personal relationship with someone on the team, that's who you want to be with. It's the leader. You don't want to make the leader mad. And, cause, yeah, you know, he like you said, he'll have an influence on all the other players that are, you know, following him, looking to him for advice and understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was time um, for him to go. And I think it was a good time. I think it's good. I think it, I think it's good. I think it shows as ownership that you're you're fighting for your team. And yeah, ownership, I mean, you're going there, like, there are teams that could take notes. Yeah, right now, Dolphins and the Lions, or not the Dolphins, the Jets. The Jets and the Lions definitely should take notes. That like, as ownership, you want to go like, you know, this is our bad. We messed up. We're gonna take care of it. We're gonna take care of it. You guys, let's play. We'll we'll take care of it. And I think that was good on the Texans. Yep. But um, you know, I like to see it. I personally like to see it. I do too. I mean, I like it's a little well overdue. Honestly. That yeah. Oh, I agree. He could have been fired. I mean, last once he or... like once they kind of like he was kind of like iffy to begin, or not even to begin. He was iffy like as we were getting to this point. Maybe in the last three years, he was getting like, man, what is this guy doing? And then he did the DeAndre Hopkins thing, and that was really like a, a red flag. It was like, what the heck? Yeah, and like, like the, he's they've been, tearing the team apart. They've been in like kind of like the same run, like rut, like they're winning. Like one playoff game and then getting bounced, you know. Yeah, and like that's something you don't want to be in forever. You don't want to win one playoff game, and get bounced every year. That's a waste of a season. At that point, exactly. you, at that point, you might as well not even go to the playoffs. Because... And then you know, so they're going from going to the playoffs to completely regressing. Yeah, by miles. Which again, it's like, I mean, it makes sense why they did it. I mean, how do you do that? How do you go from playoffs to just completely, like, a complete different team? And I'm sure People probably projected the Texans. In the I mean, I probably did. I thought they were going to be good. As being one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you go back and listen to, like, our Welcome Back episode, like, I'm sure the Texans are in the top five, or at least get an honorable mention. I would be, I would be dumbfounded if we didn't say that, honestly, because, like, they were such a good team last year. Yeah, and dude, I'm sure ownerships is kicking themselves right now because the sheer amount of assets that were traded away, like it's it's got to be astronomical. Yeah, he did a lot of like kind of blockbuster type deals where, like, I know we said this last episode, Laramie Tunsil, they gave up a lot for him. Uh the Do- DeAndre Hopkins thing, they gave up a lot for him. Uh, who else did they do? They did something with Kenny Stills. They traded. Um, what's his face? They traded away Clowney, which I don't think is a bad deal. But I don't think it's a bad deal. But even still, like it's if you're trying to win now, if you're Bill O'Brien, why would you get rid of Clowney? Yeah, I don't care. Like, don't get me wrong. I think in the long term, getting rid of Clowney was the way to go. But I feel like he's still like an asset. Oh yeah, I do too. I mean, he. At the time, was probably one of the better pass rushers, and pairing him up with uh, JJ Watt, like that, that was really good for their team, and it was like very good just for 
like we said, the culture. Like, he fit their scheme well. He was doing pretty much everything he needed to, but, like, they just were not feeling him, I guess. Uh, and even, the- even next year, so we said, like, how the assets are depleted. Their first pick next year is a third-rounder. Like, for the next draft? Yeah, so for the, what, 2021 draft, right? Or okay, yeah. Their first pick is a third-rounder. And I think the the year after that, too, I, they don't have a first-round pick. No, I think the year after – I'm looking at it right now. I think the year after that, they actually – they're back to their assets. Oh, okay. I Well, uh, Yeah, it looks like I swear this. I saw that they didn't have a first-round pick for the next two years. That's what I saw, too, but maybe it was this – like the 2020 draft and the 2021 draft they were talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Because it, it, they actually acquired um, a tr- one from the Rams. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, even still, though, like, if you bring in a coach, like, let's see, like, like my top candidates, I'm sure, are all everybody's top candidates if you're an NFL GM is well, defensive coordinator for the 49ers and the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, yeah, and, that's... One of the things I was going to say, though, is like you were saying about the draft. Are there any other rookies like doing well or performing? I don't this? know like, any. Let me let me look up their last draft because I actually don't know a ton of their. Well, that's rookies. what I'm saying. So, and there's another thing right there. I mean, I can't tell you like any of their recent. I mean, unless I'm just drawing a complete blank. Like blank but yeah. I can't tell you like any of the players that they've drafted within the last few seasons uh, that are, like, their top pick, impactful. Their top pick this year was Ross Blacklock, who I actually wanted. He looked pretty good. And I think he's actually doing decent for them. But, like, the next, they had, what, four picks after that, and I don't know any of them. And that could just be my lack of knowledge of the Houston Texans, but, like, the fact that I only know one of their players, and that was, I think, a second rounder, like, that's not great. No, it is not. So that was 2020. 2019. They took some tackle from Alabama, who I don't know if he's there anymore. I haven't heard anything about him. So they only had three picks in that year. Lonnie Johnson. None of the players been pretty good. Who? Lonnie Johnson is a corner for them. He got drafted in 2019. I think he's actually pretty decent. Oh, okay. I mean, let's go 2018. But yeah, like then after that, like I don't know any of these people. Like, they like Kiki is he? Uh, is he even starting? Uh, Lonnie Johnson, I don't know. No, no. Uh, I'm looking at 2018 draft now. Oh, who's um, who was that then? Kiki Kuti, a wide receiver. I, I guess he, he's really fast. I don't. Um, I don't even know if he's starting. Yeah. Justin Reed, he's a safety drafted in the third round. He's actually really good. Okay, so they have. Really, as far as we saw the last three years, they have like two guys. Yeah, I mean they're twenty. Two solid guys. There's twenty seventeen drafts was their best by far, which was Deshaun Watson and then Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham's not bad, and then yeah, they Foreman. Dante Foreman's kind of a bust. I don't yeah. think he's really doing anything. Um, I think about Davenport, their offensive tackle, Carlos Fox, which I actually think I actually think he's. Oh no, no never mind. I'm, I'm, it might be a different depth. Oh, no, wasn't there Davenport this year? Maybe Marcus Davenport, yeah. He's on the same. Okay, so, yeah, never heard of that tackle. So, yeah, I mean, their draft history is not looking great. Other than three players we're picking out. Not good so, job, you know, infusing a good team with youth. But, 
as you mentioned, I do think the top candidate, in my opinion, is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I mean, I think he could really help rejuvenate Watson. Well, I mean, look what he looks. I mean, look what he did with Mahomes. Obviously, it wasn't all him. You know, like don't get me wrong, but I mean, nobody knew Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech, and I mean. He brings him in. He obviously works with him greatly. Even Alex Smith, I don't know how long this dude's been there for, but even Alex Smith looked pretty good in San Francisco or in Kansas City. I mean, so I mean, I think this dude, if if the offense, you know, for the Chiefs, if he does decide to accept a job, I think he should go to a team that has a quarterback that he knows he can work with. And then and think about it too, like, so Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, who's Obviously, all around oh, yeah. solid. There's not a lot he can't do. I think, and they have fast wide receivers. Yeah, the strength you look at with Patrick Mahomes is his arm, though. His arm talent is out of, out of this world. Yeah, the Texans are kind of similar. They have Deshaun Watson, who can do pretty much not as great of his arm, much, like, but he's more mobile. And they got two fast wide receivers, yep, like Cook. the Chiefs do. And with Texans got Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, so. It's kind of similar I could, structure. I way. could see them going for a tight end, though. Like, because, you, you know, like, Travis Kelsey's kind of, like, the focal point, I feel like, of the Chiefs offense. No, that, then that's... You work through you, know, you work through Travis Kelsey, and then, you know, you get people starting... You get safeties creeping down to trying to work on Travis Kelsey, and then you have Tyreek Hill burn him over the top. Right, and you, if you have a guy... They just have great balance. They just have great balance, quite frankly. So, yeah, I mean, maybe a tight end is something that they do need. Um, something I could see, maybe though. even the running back is like I yeah, said, David Johnson is might be not the answer. Yeah, a problem I could see with the Texans trying to entice a coach to get here, and I don't know how. Obviously, I'm not a coach. I don't really know how coaching works, but trying to entice, like obviously with your current assets, you have Deshaun Watson, but like to tell, like obviously, like if someone, for instance. For the Jets, for instance, you go in and you know you have two first round picks that you can make to impact this team right away. And with yep. the Texans, like, yes, you have Deshaun Watson, but what can you do much for him with a third round pick? Nothing really. As your as your best pick, I'm saying third round picks. Like, don't get me wrong, Kenny Galladay was an absolute steal as a third round. You can get third round picks that are amazing. Don't get me wrong, but but like, like that's they like, have high. No, I get what you're saying. Like, there's high expectations, but it's like. It's almost unfair because you're giving them only a third round pick well, yeah, to like, work with. Yeah, exactly. And like obviously first round picks are supposed to be like these amazing players and even second round picks are borderline first round picks depending on where you're picking. And you like if you take a good third round pick, I don't want to say it's lucky, but it's not guaranteed. That's obviously with every draft position, but like if you're picking in the first round, you know you're getting like a pretty you you should be getting a starter. Yeah. Same with the second, I'd say. And then the third, that's where you're taking, like, kind of risks. Like, when the Lions drafted Kenny Galladay, they had, what, Golden Tate at the time, too? And, um... Marvin Jones. Did they have Marvin Jones? They did. Yeah, they didn't have Kelvin. So, so yeah, so they had two good receivers already in Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, and they had some backups. I know that weren't terrible. And they go, like, all right, you know, we're just going to take a risk here. Let's take this dude who's... You know, he could be something, but if he's not, you know, we still have receivers that can, you know, keep keep without losing almost. And the Lions got super duper lucky with Kenny Galladay being a stud, and they went, all right, well, we can get rid of Golden Tate. He's going to want too much now. And Which, in the long run, seems 
better for them. Yeah, but like with a third round pick, you can't expect to draft this dude and be like, yeah, he's he's gonna he's he's gonna be our guy right now. No, I agree. Another coach that I've been seeing for them interested was the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. That would be, I think that would be almost a better fit than Kansas City because I think Deshaun Watson's, if we're comparing quarterbacks, obviously he's not as fast as Lamar. I think him and Lamar are more mobile with like a lacquer of an arm. Like they say, have good arms. Like, don't, I'm not calling them noodle arms. I'm not, I'm not saying they can't throw downfield. They definitely can, but like, they can't throw downfield like Patrick Mahomes or like Josh Allen. So I think. And I guess what this guy is like, really, why he would be an also good fit again is, I guess he has a lot of experience working with linemen. Okay. Which, what they need? Their line stocks and needs yeah. all the help they can get. That would that'd be really good for them, I think. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say some coaches I think they should stay away from. I think they should stay okay. away from Josh McDaniels. 100%. I agree, and I think I don't know why. I mean, I at this point, why would you? After you saw what he did with the Colts, yeah, uh, right? why would you want? I don't know why you want him. Like, at all? Like the dude? I, even with I, especially what I just saw from Matt Patricia, I would be so hesitant to hire a Patriots coach. Like, yeah. Um, I don't. That's someone who I definitely think they should stay away from. I think Jake Gruden is someone they should stay away from. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Jack, Josh McDaniels. Another uh, Jason Garrett could be a sneaky one that I would actually kind of enjoy seeing. Jason Garrett. I don't think Jason Garrett's like. I think he's a good coach. But obviously, like. Dallas, like he was just in a rut with Dallas, you know. I yeah. think that'd be kind of cool. Like, also build like a little bit of rivalry, you know. Houston and Dallas are right by each other. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Where he goes back to Texas, yeah, yeah right. That'd be something. Uh, a young here's guy. an interesting though. Okay, well, Dabo Sweeney, dude. I I could see it, but I think if Dabo Sweeney's taking a coaching job, I think it's gonna be wherever Trevor Lawrence goes. He did work with Watson, though. Obviously, he did work with Watson. You're right. Yeah, you are actually right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, it's... and he won the national championship yeah. with him at quarterback. So he has a lot of experience with him, and he knows how to tap in. Yeah, I definitely, I actually like that because, let's say, Trevor Lawrence goes to like the Jaguars, and obviously the Jaguars are a dumpster fire. And like, if he goes there, you're almost blessed for not success right away. But he could almost, I feel like he could turn Deshaun Watson back into what he needs to be. Exactly, and he know like like that's the thing with like what we said about Kyler Murray. That coach knows exactly what he what needs to needed run. to be done mm-hmm. to Kyler Murray to make him successful. Yeah, and he Dabble Sweeney could do that. Dale Sweeney would go, okay. I saw Watson do this. Um, this like this is how we make him do this well. Yeah. So we're gonna try and replicate that in the NFL. Exactly. Type of thing. Um, another coach I'd stay away from is Jim Swords. Is he a candidate or, or he, a guy that's like looking to be hired as a head coach? In I'm just general? looking at a list in general of candidates that you know, and he was someone that popped up as someone who deserves a second chance. And I don't, I, I don't know if he does deserve a second chance yet. I think he, really, I think he was not a great head coach, but I think he's a very good defensive coordinator. 
No, see, I, now, I, I give him props. Inexperience. That was his first head coaching job in the NFL, obviously. Um, I would, and it was with the worst team, and it was ever. with the worst team ever. I would maybe like. To, I think I'd like to see him under a few more years of defensive coordinator before I would be willing to give him another shot. Especially because I think I think the Texans need an offensive mind coach, not so much a defense. Well, no, that that's why I wouldn't take him honestly. I mean, I think I honestly think Jim Schwartz. I mean, I think there's better options than Jim Schwartz for sure. Yeah. Like the 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 Forty ers defensive coordinator. Yeah, if you're going defensive coordinator, you might as well go San Francisco defensive. Coordinator. But I think Jim Schwartz has the potential. I really do. That's fair. Uh, someone else. I don't think he'll get it, but it'd be kind of cool. Would be Kellen Moore. Yeah, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I don't think the offense is the problem so much for the Cowboys this year. It's definitely the defense. They gave up, yeah, gave mean, up yeah. fifty nine points to the Browns. Is he the? He's he he's the, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator right now. Well, I mean, yeah, and they're like one of the best offenses in the NFL. Yeah, so. right. I mean, don't get me wrong. He obviously has a super, super well talented offensive group, but he's obviously utilizing them. Other than Zeke, he needs to utilize it. Which would actually be perfect for Houston because. They don't have a great running back, <laughs> you know. Like I mean, yeah, they don't run don't... a ton. So I mean, in his offense, at least they're bombing it a bunch, and it seems to be working out for them. Well, I I don't know. They are one and three, so I don't know. I mean, they if... are one and three, but let's be in reality. I think that's more of a defensive fault than an offensive fault. No, I agree. I completely agree. But would they play in their? That's the thing, ones? like. They, I think the issue too with him, he's an experience. Would, well, yeah, not only that, I think the line, the offensive line too, like he has a great offensive line with him right yeah. now to coach with. So I'd like to see him get a job in a few years, but I think, I think the total amount of inexperienceness will not land in that job unless, unless there's way more teams with head coaching vacancies than I imagine, which I couldn't, I see two, well, obviously there's this one, but two more. Uh, that I can see as of right now. I don't know if there's any more I could really see, though, after that. Yeah. Maybe the Giants, but I think they just got their coach not too long ago. Um, the Jets, I think, should have fire Adam Gase 100%. The Lions should 100% fire Matt Patricia. So, I mean, like, even let's say, let's say the your two top options with the San Francisco coordinator goes and the offense coordinator for Kansas City goes. You're still blessed with the opportunity for the offense coordinator for Baltimore. That's still not yeah, the option. Like, oh no, no. So like he's in reality it's not it's not a losing situation for you if only three teams need a head coach. Well that's obviously things are we got the Lions, the Jets they, I mean, maybe the Falcons. Maybe the Falcons could fire Dan, Dan Quinn. You're not wrong. Um, Jacksonville, I think, just hired one not too long ago, right? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't even know who the head coach is. Honestly. Uh, Ron Rivera, obviously, just got hired in. Washington won't be getting a new one. No. Miami, I think, just got a new one not too long ago either. Yep, they, yeah, Brian Flores. I don't think the Bengals will go for a new coach yet. They just got one. The Giants, maybe. But, like, off the top of my head, just the bad teams we just named, I think there's only maybe three or four teams that are going to be looking for a coach this offseason. This, you know, being obviously things to change. 
You don't yeah. really know what's and, going on here. I mean, also the teams that are that we said should might not. Yeah, even I mean, the Jets on. may keep Adam Gase. The Lions may keep Matt Patricia. You know, like bad franchises do dumb things all the time. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the threat of being fired of Matt Patricia, I could see it being a total, uh, you know, same old Lions move where the owners just like, oh, but like one more year, or like they said, we just wanted to see. He what, he how he performed under pressure well, so we're going to give him a, a 10 year, $100 million contract. It was a toss. $100 million yeah. contract. So you, even if that, if that happens, you, you got the cream of the crop. People are going to be begging to come to you. You know? Uh, so, I mean, I mean, that being said, I think that covers it. I don't I think I don't it really, does too. I, I, I think we got to talk about GMs, but I don't know. I don't know anything about GMs. I think coaches are easier to talk about. <laughs> Well, that's and then I, I guess it would make there be more clarity on the coaches. Yeah, once that GM gets hired, one, I mean, you gotta hire. Yeah, I mean, first before you hire a head coach. Uh, yeah, I obviously I know a bunch of people yeah. in the Chiefs front office are front runners. So obviously, if one of them gets hired, you almost can guarantee that the offensive coordinator is going to go there. Pretty much. Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Houston Texans got stones. I, I respect them for this move. I think more teams should follow this move. Um, Lions, <laughs> Lions. Uh, but I mean, that being said, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. So, you know, thank you for listening. Thank I you hope, guys I hope for listening. Fans yeah. This one, they're probably very excited to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I mean, geez, we're, we'll make an episode on the Oh, my spot gosh. It'll be Patricia like, I'm going to cap you guys. It'll be the longest episode we have. It might be an hour if Matt Patricia gets fired. Half, yeah. half hour of it would us be breaking out the booze, taking shots for every take two champagne, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be fountain doing champagne and... fountains. We'll take a drink for every game that Matt Patricia won, so we'd have to only take like six. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, as always, you know, thank you so much for listening. And then the next one will be our yeah, that will predictions be out on Saturday, maybe Friday if we get real productive, but most likely Saturday. <laughs> All right, so tune in, guys. Thank you.